Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Nora Rahm. President Biden spoke today with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He told him Israel should not go ahead with a planned offensive in Rafah in southern Gaza to eliminate Hamas without a credible plan to help the million civilians there who fled violence elsewhere in Gaza. Earlier today, Netanyahu said Israel is working on a plan but needs to move forward. They don't have to give me second thoughts about Uh, taking care of the civilian population, uh, along with uh, the provision of uh, the necessary humanitarian aid. We've been doing it, and I've been directing it systematically. Victory is within reach. It has to be understood. And victory will be the best thing that will happen, not only for Israel, but for the Palestinians themselves. I can't see a future for the Palestinians or for peace in the Middle East if Hamas is victorious. He was interviewed on ABC. NATO Chief Jens Stoltenberg said today any attack on NATO will be met with a united and forceful response. Yesterday, former President Trump said as president he would not defend NATO allies who are not spending enough on defense from attack by Russia, saying he would encourage Russia to do whatever the hell they want. The Senate is in session trying once again to get through aid for Israel, Ukraine and Taiwan. NPR's Amy Held reports today's planned procedural vote could advance the bill toward final passage later this week, but its path is anything but certain. The $95 billion bill provides for allies against the threats of Hamas, Russia and China. Republicans had insisted on linking it to U.S. border security measures. Then former President Donald Trump trashed the idea and Republicans voted it down. Trump is still railing against this stripped-down bill. They want to give like almost $100 billion to a few countries. He spoke at a rally in South Carolina Saturday. I said, why do we do this? If you do, you give them not $100 billion, you give it to them as a loan. The U.S. has traditionally considered foreign aid as an investment that also serves American interests. The latest bill needs 60 votes to advance. If it passes the Senate, it faces stiff odds in the House. Amy Held, NPR News. A new White House memorandum attaches human rights requirements to U.S. military aid. NPR's Sarah McCammon reports. President Biden's directive allows the United States to pause or suspend military aid to countries that violate international protections for civilians. Biden has offered strong support for Israel since Hamas killed more than 1,200 people in Israel on October 7th and took hundreds of hostages into Gaza, many of whom remain there. Israel's response to the attack has killed over 27,000 people in Gaza, according to Palestinian health officials. Biden is under pressure from some progressive Democrats to roll back his support for Israel. Some human rights groups have raised concerns about how well the new directive would be enforced. Sarah McCammon, NPR News. This is NPR News. Rescue workers are digging through mud in the southern Philippines looking for more people caught in the landslide Tuesday night. Local officials said today the death toll has risen to 54, with 63 people still missing. Rescue efforts are being hampered by mud, rain, and the possibility of another landslide. Searchers had pulled a young girl alive from the rubble Friday, 60 hours after the landslide. The Super Bowl will be played today in Las Vegas. A construction worker claims to know who will win. It has nothing to do with the players on the field, but what's buried under the field. 
Frank Morris of member station KCUR reports. The Chiefs haven't lost a game in Las Vegas since Allegiant Stadium opened in 2020. Work on the stadium was just getting started when a construction worker named Gerard DaCosta claimed to have buried a Chiefs Kingdom flag in the field. The home team was livid. A local union leader confronted DaCosta and confiscated the Chiefs flag, or a Chiefs flag. Then a Raiders fan claimed to have dug up the flag. DaCosta says the truth just depends on who you want to believe. Right now it's ring around the rosy with three people. Any supernatural home field advantage for the Chiefs on Sunday will probably be outweighed by the fact that hometown Raiders fans will be rooting for San Francisco. For NPR News, I'm Frank Morris in Kansas City. The current champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, are going for a second consecutive win and the third in five seasons. The San Francisco 49ers haven't won the Super Bowl since 1995. More than 100 million people are expected to watch the game on television. I'm Nora Rahm. NPR News in Washington. Listen to this podcast sponsor-free on Amazon Music with a Prime membership or any podcast app by subscribing to NPR News Now Plus at plus.npr.org. That's plus.npr.org.